Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive podcast presented by CordCutting.com. I'm Media Melanie here with. And I'm Emily. And today we have a very special topic. We thought it would be really fun to celebrate Pride Month and talk about all things gay with Yellow Jackets. Mm -hmm. And uh, we decided we'd bring back friend of the podcast, Rotem Rusak, uh, news editor at Nerdist. Hey, Ro. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy Pride. Yes, happy proud. Right back at you. We uh, appreciate you joining us today. It's always fun to talk to you. Um, and we haven't spoken since the ending of season two. Why don't no, you give us your true. quick thoughts on how the season wrapped up? Oh, I think it's I think it's interesting. I have like um like a mixed opinion of of the end of the season because I think they had like a lot of cool ideas, almost too many cool ideas. Um, and then the end was really like everything's happening all at once. But I was a little like, wait, how do we get here specifically? You know, I just was like, there were some ideas I felt did it end up going anywhere? I mean, like Coach Ben and his visions. I was like, I'm not yeah. sure where that went or even Ty and, you know, no eyed man. And I, I do appreciate a slow burn for sure. Um, and like, if we look back next season and are like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense, then I would love that. But I also do think things need kind of like a shape in the moment as well. Um, so I thought, I thought they had many big ideas and like carried off many of those well, but also it was like, maybe a little bit of a narrowing of focus moving forward would be great. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And we're actually going to have you back on to talk specifically about your feelings about the police storyline this season. So <laughs> we've got that to look forward to. We know you have some thoughts on that as well. So we'll get we'll get into that in a, a future episode. But for now, we, again, thought it would be fun to celebrate Pride Month. Um, let's start just by talking about the the gayness of Yellow Jackets, the representation with the cast and the characters. What are what are your thoughts? I mean, they do such a great job with representation. Yeah, I mean, I I always say the show is like very queer. I think there's like several levels of like a show being queer in some senses because I think you can be queer in a very broad sense, which I think the show is like we've left society behind. We're no longer in the rules of like normal play, at least in the wilderness storyline. We have a bunch of women at the forefront. Like that's that's out of the norm. So that for me makes the show very queer. Of course, you can employ a queer set of actors. You can have queer people in production behind the scenes. And I think yeah. the show also hits out of the park on that. And then of course you need queer storylines as well. Um, and of course, we do get those. I do think the show could like push the envelope a little um, in terms of like that aspect of it. But I think it's it's hard out there. We're still getting queer representation to where it should be. And the fact that they hit it out of the park on like two out of the three things and then they can really like catch, you know, they could they still have seasons to like catch the yeah. actual queerness of the storylines up. So I'm hopeful and I'm supportive and I love how queer the show is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same. Representation is important. Inclusion is important. Yeah. And, you know, it's really nice to see also some advocacy. Of course, we know uh, Liz, uh, Liv Hewson, uh, they uh, identify as non-binary at the age yeah. of 16 is when they uh, started identifying as such. And they use they and them pronouns, of course. And in 2020, uh, Liv Hewson had received the Human Rights, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Campaign Visibility Award for their LGBTQ plus advocacy, which is amazing. Yeah. And notably, Liv is not submitting themselves for the Emmys this year because mm -hmm. they didn't feel it was right to compete in a gendered category. So good for them. I think that's very important to stick to your values, what's important. And I think it just goes further into the, the good job they do in the representation of the show. I wonder if like here on out, like for award shows like that, like if they will start to include a non-binary category because like it, there yeah, are so many people that I'm... identify as being non-binary. Yes. I think the hope is to get rid of gendered categories altogether. And then we wouldn't like yeah. face this because so many people are like on so many places in the spectrum that it's like yeah. introducing another category, you know, that's, that's, great but I think just getting rid of that kind of like gendered binary yeah. or 
you know, triplicate or whatever it is, we'd be here all day if we were trying to create like as many categories as people have like yeah. identity. Yes, so, that's true. So hopefully like that's a great first step and like, you know, the more people calling for that and people call for it just generally and, you know, a performance is a performance. So yeah. exactly. Talent is talent, right? No matter, mm-hmm. no matter who you are, how you cut it. So absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And of course, um, Jasmine Savoy also identifies as queer and is a lesbian. And uh, Jane Whittup, Laura Lee from season one, um, another non-binary cast member. So really nice to see. Of course, we also see characters in the show um, mm-hmm. identify yes, as such. I'm just sorry. I'm just shout out also to Nicole Maines, who's a great trans oh, actor yeah. this yes. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fabulous. I, yeah. I'm, we all love that character. So yeah. hope to see more of them upcoming. Yes. And you know, it's a good question. Are we going to see more Lisa in season three? I hope <laughs> so. Um, she was phenomenal. Nicole Maines was in another great addition to the cast. So Our friend um, Kelly McClure interviewed her and something that she said in the interview really made me think that like we're not done with Lisa yet like Mm -hmm. he kind of hinted at filming for season three in in the interview so I don't think Lisa's storyline is over that's awesome because like she's kind of Lottie and Nat's like adopted child which is a great storyline um so maybe she'll take over the cult or you know factor in with Lottie or Misty helping Misty find closure about Nat who knows where it could yeah. go but it's almost like a next generation right because we have Callie who's like Shauna's next generation mm-hmm. and Lisa who in some ways is like Nat's and Lottie's next generation so yeah we're seeing we're seeing how the trauma continues to affect but also the like wilderness teachings so yeah. yes 100% and of course we have coach Ben playing a gay character in the 90s which was not an easy time back then of course he came out on one of the episodes and um I mean Nat of course kind of figured he was gay as she mentioned <laughs> he didn't really look at their boobs or whatever so um so we've, we've got that and then also there's always the question of Shauna and Jackie are they or aren't they and you know that's been a big debate I think a lot of the fandom you know believes that there there maybe was something going on there and they did have kind of a complex friendship relationship what's your take on on Shauna Jackie Ro yeah I mean I think inadvertently or not um they created a very resonant story for many young queer women like many people Mm -hmm. go through that experience where they have confusing feelings for their best friends and it's like yeah is this friendship is this sisterhood is this romantic I'm I do think the show leaves it in an ambiguous space and leans more toward the sisterhood I wrote an article about this in season one but I'm there's still a male body between them in most cases. Jeff is still like present mm-hmm. and that could still be true, but make us feel a little differently. Like is Shauna sleeping with Jeff because Jeff has had the experience of sleeping with Jackie and that's something Shauna wants. But I feel like they yeah. do stop a little short of like going there, but the storyline is already there. So I support like, I'm not sure how it is, if it's with Ghost Jackie or via flashbacks or whatever, but I think that that, they would really benefit from making that not just something that we read into, but something that reads out to us. So Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And it will be interesting to see if we get more Ghost Jackie moving forward. I think we'd all like to see more Ella Purnell. And wow, did her story wrap up in a very... (laughs) roasty way this season so yes (laughs) yes as you said when we discussed it in the after show that was our first introduction into the cannibalism and that was our soft cannibalism if you will (laughs) yes and and you think we're in the medium cannibalism phase right now right medium i still think we're in medium because like they didn't put the knife to Javi's throat and split it like they couldn't do that like shauna still wasn't ready to like split natalie's throat so like when they get there and they're like okay, or you're gone, or they actually literally kill somebody that and then eat them, then I think that's like the final frontier of cannibalism. The hard stuff, if you will. Yeah, that's a exactly. great way to describe it. It comes in phases. And it, and it makes sense because it is a progression. Of course, it, they're 
spiraling away from society and humanity and normal things. So yes, definitely waiting for that hard stuff, probably (laughs) in season three. We'll see. We will see. So let's talk about Taiwan. There is a lot of shipping for Taiwan. They are Mm -hmm. obviously together on the show. Emily, why don't you start out by giving us some of the clues we saw early in season one about them eventually getting together? So we first get our, like, we get our first glimpse that there might be something more going on. For me, it was right after the crash when uh, Van was trapped in the plane and Ty was running around and she was so concerned with finding Van. Like, that was the only person she was asking about. And obviously we see Van uh, get out safely, but... um, We also see like a little hint that there might be something more between them when they initially find the lake. They, they all jump in, they're all swimming. Ty is sitting on the side doing Akilah's hair (laughs) and you can tell just the way that she's watching her, like Mm -hmm. the cam, like the camera angles, the music that was playing in the background. Like it was geared to hint to us that like there was definitely something more than just friendship transpiring. And we continue to see this um, until we see, I think it's Blood Hive, that we we first see Van and Ty kiss. They're hiding behind a tree and they start kissing. And then Mari starts screaming because she thinks that she had a bug crawl on her. (laughs) And they go back over and, but it's very much still secretive at that point. Like, they hadn't let anybody know what was going on. And honestly, I think partly that was because they themselves didn't really know like what exactly was going on between them. They were still kind of figuring it out. And uh, we see them again in, were they in the lake when they were like uh, drawing on each other's backs and like in that one scene, like they have a discussion, like this is right before they make that decision to, go and hike out for help and Mm -hmm. they're like drawing on each other's backs and um and van says something like scared of what other people will think and ty's like no i just don't want the drama Mm -hmm. so we did like we had all these hints we saw it come together we saw them being intimate with each other we saw them have conversations about it and we saw them have conversations about the Mm -hmm. fact that other people didn't know And it really obviously comes to a head when Van gets attacked by the wolf. Um, Yes. Because Ty Ty jumps down from that tree and she (laughs) saves Van's life. But she wouldn't, obviously she wouldn't leave her after she was attacked. She was taking, physically like taking her back to the cabin, wouldn't leave her, made everybody else go for help. And I think that, like, was almost, like, a wake-up call for Ty, too. Like, it made her see, like, I really care about this person. Like, and I don't care if people know that anymore. Right. And there's a little bit of guilt, of course, mixed in there, too, because Ty ended up in the tree, <laughs> was supposed to be on watch. And, you know, she had given the talisman to Van as a as a gift and a piece of protection. And obviously that didn't work because Ty ended up back with it again. And, mm-hmm. of course, you know, Fugue Ty was in play at that point, so... Yeah. Yeah, Lottie gave Ty the, the necklace. Oh, yeah. Lottie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Which I actually think is interesting because um, there there is kind of like a triangle with Van, at least in season two, with like Van and Ty and Lottie because yeah. Van is very torn between Ty's way of seeing things and Lottie's way of seeing things. Um, but yeah. it's interesting that they still gave like – Travis, Nat, and Lottie, that, like, sex scene triangle. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, which maybe it should have been Van and Ty and Lottie in that sex scene triangle. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick comment here from Little Rose, who said, Sophie Nelly said that Shauna is bi and did like Jackie, and Ella said Jackie was straight. So I did read interesting. that. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Okay. It's interesting to hear what they think about their characters, like, because we all have our own opinions, but it's, I always like it when, like, they talk about the show as viewers, too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It it makes it a lot of fun. So they eventually end up coming out, Ty and Van, 
And mm-hmm. what spurs the decision um, to clue the rest of the group in was, of course, Van's um, wolf attack. Mm-hmm. And their coming out moment at Doom Coming for me was just mm-hmm. such a big moment of like joy, right? Yeah. Letting everybody else know that, you know, they are together. I, I just love that moment. That was one of my favorite moments, I think, yeah. in season one. There are many, but that was one of them. I loved how, um, like, when that happened, like, everybody's watching them, obviously, and Mari's like, are they? And Akila just looks at her and she's like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really beautiful. You love to see queer joy. And I think that that's kind of, like, the beauty of the wilderness. And I think this season, maybe we lost a little bit of, like, the beauty of the wilderness. It was more about the viciousness of the wilderness. And, like, that's totally true. But I think one of the actors, the actors were talking about, like, how um, Ty and Van felt free in that way in the wilderness. And then when they came yeah. back, it was almost like they had to go back in the closet in a sense. I don't know. Yeah. We'll explore that more going forward but I think that is like a really beautiful point about like what the wilderness gave to them um and I hope that they press that a little bit more going forward yeah definitely and and you know it was nice to see coach Ben celebrating them as well Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of gave him a sense of maybe hope for himself I mean like we said the 90s were a difficult time things were not as as open and inclusive as they are now so um you know seeing coach Ben kind of applauding for them I think was was a moment and uh, of course you know he he comes out in season one to Nat and whatnot Mm -hmm. so um yeah so that made him feel like more comfortable with the fact that like he actually is gay and like more comfortable with the idea of other people knowing that he was gay because he saw these teenagers uh, bearing their souls to everybody and showing a part of them that like they were obviously really scared to show because like you said, being gay back in the nineties was totally different than it is now. And the way that people like reacted to learning stuff like that was a lot different. Yeah, I think I'm with Coach Ben. It's really interesting. We see him kind of almost regret not leaning into his queerness this this season. Almost like it could have saved him if only he had been like willing to just commit to like being with his boyfriend or like be his real self. Then maybe he wouldn't have even gotten on that plane. I think that's really like an interesting thing people wrestle with. And like it's true, like, you know, it's true that it's hard to come out and like sometimes it does make you feel better, but like it also is hard to do. So it's like not like a morality judgment ever, I think, but I'd be interested to see like what happens with that storyline. Because again, I didn't feel it got like that much resolution. Like what was the sideways world? Like what was happening with his boyfriend? Um, was that even real? Like, was that really his boyfriend? You know, like there's so many questions. So I think, I hope that again, they like, revisit the idea of that and like the choices he was making before and like what choices maybe he would make now and like I really thought he might die but now I kind of hope that he doesn't um so we'll see I would love to see him make it out of the wilderness I still think there's a chance he could have sent the postcards I mean it's possible Mm -hmm. that they were rescued and maybe he was hiding at the time and ended up staying maybe coming back later Mm -hmm. I don't know the longer he survives, the right? more inclined I am to think that, like, he might actually make it out. Like, and it always brings me back to um, Melanie Linsky gave an interview, like, a long time ago. And she said that we will see him around for a lot longer than people suspect. Hmm. And that always, like, I always think about that whenever I think about, like, him possibly dying. But granted he already has made it longer than like I thought right. he would be. Than many people <laughs> expected, too. I think. Absolutely. And to your point, Ro, too, about like where were the hallucinations of Paul going? That's a really good question right. because I don't know that they right. really resolved. And there were some strange things like seeing him wearing the hunter coat, for instance, and then the juxtaposition of the, the cabin blending together with that hallucination of what their reality was before. So it mm-hmm. was it was interesting. And we had four episodes of, of Paul. Yes. Yeah. And I just like, where did it go? I mean, did is that what right. saved him and prevented him from going off shit cliff? Is that what put him 
over. But it seems like that kind of is almost what pushed him to yeah. the cliff. So I'm mm-hmm. that's why I'm like very curious to see what they they do with it because I think they they did a little toe that line being like, well, if only he'd come out, he wouldn't he wouldn't be here. And I'm like, well, that's a little harsh, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so hopefully that's like there's more to it in there. And then like. I don't know. Maybe there is kind of like a lost sideways world. There is some reality where he didn't get on the plane. Um, maybe that's just the afterlife. It, it's hard to say. So, so I guess we'll have to stay tuned. But yeah, I hope we we see more and you know more of his boyfriend potentially. Maybe he does survive the wilderness to live happily ever after, which is what I hope for every queer character. So, oh, of course, of course, and, <laughs> fingers and that- crossed. Yes. Ben. Oh, all appendages crossed at this point. I, I mean, would love to see. Would love to see that. Actually, that may have not been the right joke, you know, given whatever. But anyway, um, back to Doom coming. Ty and Van had that moment that night when Ty asked her to take the mask off and mm-hmm. said, "You're fucking beautiful." And I thought that was just another moment because Van's been through it. I mean, we know her face heals very well out there, but. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was metaphorical a bit too, revealing her inner self and shutting down any insecurities and and letting Ty see her for who she was, scars and all. And I I thought that moment, the unmasking was was nice. There were many of these nice moments between them, so I appreciated that one as well. Yeah, it was really sweet that moment because like obviously van was very insecure about her appearance after that happened that's why ty made the mask in the first place and ty really didn't care like ty thought she was beautiful like the way that she is like scars and all and i think that moment was really important for van too like i think that moment like solidified their relationship a little bit I thought that was really nice too because everybody else was like kind of be all crazy and like a bit dark, but they got this like beautiful moment, almost like the wilderness was like, you don't have to be a part of this right now. You can just have this, this lovely moment together. And I thought that was really nice for them. Um, so I was, I was happy to see it. Definitely, definitely. So little Rose said, um, agreed. I think they made her like that because Van wasn't supposed to survive season one. Her character's lighthearted and happy. They needed her to make her somebody willing to survive. And what's interesting is Van wasn't supposed to be a survivor. Mm-hmm. They loved Liv Houston so much that they cast an adult Van and, and changed the plan, which speaks to the absolute talent of Liv Houston for creating such a strong character that her perfor- or their performance spawns a whole adult casting, which is incredible. And of course, Lauren and Liv are so well matched in terms of casting as well. I think that, I, I mean, all of the casting is great, but this one in particular really resonates with me and I think the rest of the fandom as well. They look so similar too. Like, it's so crazy. They have such similar similar facial structure. Their hair coloring is obviously very similar. And yeah, I mean, we talk about the casting all the time, but like you said, like this casting in particular, like Lauren Ambrose very much embodies Liv Houston when she plays Van. Like they are on like the same wavelength, like through and through. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point about Van. And I wonder what they'd planned um, for the character when they were thinking that, like, was this whole romance with Thaisa already like planned or was that after they saw the performance where they were like okay let's really like build the character into this story I feel like Van is always on the precipice of death but I do think that like killing Van was like a good choice not to do and would be like a mistake going forward I don't really think that they will ultimately but I'm like oh don't do it Mm -hmm. don't don't bury your gaze yeah there's not enough of them yet to to spare (laughs) yeah definitely and we see in season two as well that that van is kind of questioning why is she still alive why is she still there what Mm -hmm. is her purpose and of course van is very much a, a big lottie supporter out there in the wilderness then in the adult timeline we see a little more skepticism uh she's not buying in but at the same time, she wants to cancel the psyche vow 
for Lottie, which I think is is interesting too. So there's some wavering between the timelines and the buy-in. I kind of feel oh sorry, go ahead, bro. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I just kind of feel like with all the with all the different ladies, it's like there is this big theme of suppression. Like even Lottie is like suppressing, you know, and then it just kind of explodes. And I don't know if I would say fan like 100% believed that if somebody was sacrificed, the wilderness might heal her. But I think that on some level, she kind of did. Like, I think mm-hmm. when you see like Lottie be like, this is the right thing you'll see. And they like look at each other. Like, I felt like that kind of like van darkness. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe she did plan for this on a level. Like, um, and I do kind of think we'll see the wilderness or science put her in remission I'm going forward so we'll see the cancer thing is really interesting we did a poll on twitter and we asked would you rather see van's cancer be cured or would you rather see another adult survivor and van's cancer being cured actually won which is that (laughs) which is um which is interesting so I mean we all love Lauren Ambrose and want to get more so Um, And Joe's here saying, I feel like the consensus with present day Van was she still believes in Lottie and called off um, the eval to try to cure her cancer with Mm -hmm. the hunt, which Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a selfish aspect in there. Right. And an expectation of that being done is also interesting because that's a far fetched thing to to buy into. Well, I think maybe you could be like she she was like, if. I was meant to die, then I will be selected and they can kill me and it will be over. Or if not, then I was meant to live kind of. And that's kind of the wilderness mentality where it's like, it's, it's all up to fate. Um, And although I didn't think it was like the right time for, for Natalie to die necessarily. um, I do think there is like a real sadness to the idea that like Van had this trauma happen to her and through this trauma had this taste of like a freedom or an ability to be her truest self only to like leave be forced back into society which doesn't accept her then have cancer like I'm like no no (laughs) this is not the right this is not the right like life for Van who is so bad and like needs to have like that free and clear joy like that's that's my ultimate hope for for our van at the end of the show for her like to not have cancer anymore and to like get to like take a carriage life. ride in new york city with the soft, <laughs> yes, pretzel, we get a soft right pretzel. we exactly. want her to get the soft pretzel in new york city exactly <laughs> i think we can all agree on that <laughs> i kind of felt like like van as an adult like in regards to like believing in all of that stuff, like when they left the wilderness, I kind of feel like she left that behind with her. And like, it was very much like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing for her. Mm -hmm. And she kind of just like pushed it to like a deep corner of her mind. And we see her see Lottie for the first time and it like reopens that aspect of her life. And very quickly she falls right back into that role. And like you said, like, is it possible that she went along with it because she thought she was going to be cured? And like, that's why she called the psych team off. And is that why she drew the card first? Like, is that why she was in like getting on Shauna for shuffling the cards and trying to buy some time? Like, mm-hmm. because it seemed like before they saw Lottie, like she was different. Yeah. I think that could be true. Yeah. I again think that, I think that they could do with like maybe revealing a few more of the team is queer out there. Like I super support Van Ty. I think that's amazing. But I thought I saw somebody tweet that's like almost unrealistic that they're the only queer people out there. I'm I really think like there could be something with Van and Lottie. I feel like Lottie had a strong connection with Laura Lee as well. Like yes, you know. I support the sisterhood connections, but I'm also like, I think we could have a few more like overtly queer connections happening between 
the team hope. <laughs> and there's some opportunity for that. We, of course, saw those three mysterious extras pop into the yeah. card draw scene. And who knows? Maybe one of them will engage in, in such a storyline. Because you're right. It would be nice to have more. I mean, there's a, a big team out there. And they're probably exactly. all somewhat you know, sexually frustrated. And, um, you know, it, it will be interesting to see where, where that goes. And um, yeah. And I think the, the sexual aspect is actually very interesting because I do think that it's always a fine line with queer characters. You never want to like sexualize them and you never yes. want to like see them as like these unsexual beings who are like purely just like romantic love. You know what I mean? I'm, right. And I do think Yellow Jackets does do a good job in giving physicality to the queerness. However, I do think when you look at, like, the physicality of the hetness, which is what we're looking at as, like, the base, kind of the mm-hmm. norm of what we, what people feel comfortable showing in, in, the sh- in, like, a TV show, that we've seen a lot of straight sex for not a lot of men in the show as, right. as key characters. So I'm just like, I do think that there's still like a little bit of a tiptoe around the physicality of the queerness, which again, I think like could happen going forward. So definitely. Yeah, we would love to see more physicality. I think it would make it more realistic for sure and mirror, you know, true life a little bit more. Um, Season two, Ty and Van, there was a lot happening. You know, they had a lot of... um, cute moments i this one in the snow in particular but there was also a lot of darkness and we see mm-hmm. van being very protective of taisa in terms of her sleepwalking yeah uh, we see the rope being tied to her we see van just completely protecting her and then on the other side of it we see ty kind of buying in on lottie stuff and attending mm-hmm. the morning meditations if you will so they're they're yeah. both each vested in each other and i think that becomes a lot more clear in season two for sure yeah yeah i agree um and i think it's interesting that like other tie like will only respect van like that's the only person that she'll speak to or kiss or like be in the presence of overtly kind of where it's like I'm not Ty I'm this other persona but I like you (laughs) right that's that's very sweet I'm like well maybe other Ty can be with Van and Ty can be with Simone and they can all be together (laughs) definitely and there's a lot of complexities in the adult timeline with Taisa and with Van and of course with Simone we really didn't get any insights into Simone's mm-hmm. status at the end of course we yeah. did get to see Ty and Van kissing that was a big moment and of course the first time that we see Ty walking into Van's shop and just the look on her face and the way that Lauren Ambrose delivers this Ty line was <laughs> something we were all waiting for for a long time and I think that that moment really delivered and it was interesting to see how things progressed in the adult timeline between the two of them, given it seems it's been years since they've seen each other. Yeah, we've kind of like deduced that we think at this point, the last time that they saw each other was possibly at Jeff and Shauna's wedding mm-hmm. because they say that they went, but that was about 20 years ago. We've surmised at this point, I think just based off of, uh what we've seen like in the wedding announcement that we saw and just given the the references to time that the characters have made so they probably were together when they left the wilderness I'm assuming and something happens that obviously causes them to split because as we know Ty marries Simone and she says to Shauna in season one that when she went to college she got to date a lot of beautiful women (laughs) so so they were not together at that point I'm assuming yeah and it seems like as Ty said she's not necessarily feeling it with Simone right now so it's like she was kind of looking for that and seeking that we surmise she's had or has known that Jessica Roberts at least had Van's whereabouts and information Mm -hmm. for who knows how long and she never sought her out up until 
things transpired more. And mm-hmm. when she did, it was Fugtai who broke into Jessica Roberts' house and yeah. hitchhiked all the way there. So is it some innate force between the two of them that brought them together? Was it all this Lottie stuff where they were supposed to all end up at the same place? I don't know, but they did end up at the same place. Uh, yeah. We see, of course, this moment with, with Van comforting Ty. Um, you know, that was that was definitely another Ty Van moment in this uh, season. And there's been quite a few of them in season two in the adult timeline. They like uh, so quickly like revert back to their previous relationship when they come together as adults too. Like you can tell very clearly that Ty feels a level of comfort with Van that like she probably doesn't even feel with Simone. Like no. because we don't think that Simone knows what happened to them out there. Mm -hmm. And that's something that has them bonded forever, Ty and Van, because they both went through something traumatic, but they went through that something traumatic together. They sure did. Yeah. I think the truth is maybe like they just shouldn't be in a relationship like right now, either of them with anybody, because I think what's become very apparent, like is that they have been like repressing themselves fully like not living not engaging like in a sense you know with like everything that's happened which is such a big part of them and like you know like that that is a big deal um and like I think they need to really engage with it and then like consider if you know what the romance aspects look like um but hopefully we can we can see like uh a good unraveling of that if if they do have to now face the fact that like they just did this again and it's not in their past and it's like in their present now so right something else i found fascinating with the adult timeline was that van revealed she was not gonna tell ty about her cancer yeah. or that she was dying so if this had not brought them together it's apparent that van could have just died and ty never would have seen her again so this whole twist of fate i don't know if that's really the right term but them coming back together again is interesting because it really never should have even happened i mean at all yeah i think that's kind of like one of the questions the show toys with this time where is it like is it fate if we make it like are we making fate does the fate exist like what what is this conception of like meant to be kind of like is it less meant to be because we made it be you know which is like a question they asked they with Javi you know like on a on a darker level it's like they made him drown in a sense because they probably could have saved him but then it's like fate that he fell in the first place so it's it's complicated um it is and the Javi situation of course Ty and Van were the ones who found Javi in the first place out there so that was quite a moment Mm -hmm. and of course we see van in the teen timeline shifting as well with the hobby and the ice scene the look that is on her face when all of this is happening and they're letting hobby drown that's a different van than we've seen i i mean in terms of character shifting throughout season two i think that was a really big moment just that one look on her face for me was yeah saying a lot absolutely she yeah, was I think Van terrifying. Like deep darkness. Like sometimes Liv gives this look and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I think we can feel that with Lauren Ambrose too. I mean, she kind of channels that darkness as well. Again, just a nod to how incredible the casting is with, with both of them. Um, and you know, another thing I love is just seeing these behind the scenes photos as well with Lauren and Tawny. Oh my God. Like they're so cute. cute. I just, I, I love them on and off screen together. They just have a really good chemistry. I did think that Van's like first introduction into the show is like really perfect. It was, it was like a, like a very real, like queer vibe, like the song they were playing, what's going on? Like that's just uh, a queer song, a queer anthem. It was just right. And like, she was like just having donuts with like her little like nook store. It was, it was like a very like real queer fantasy happening. <laughs> yes. And we waited so long for that moment. I, I mean, we didn't get Van until what, like episode three, episode four, maybe in season episode two? Episode four. Episode four. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we, we really waited for that. So and it was at the very end of the episode too. Yeah. Like all we got was when Ty walked through the door and, and uh, Van is like Ty and then it cuts out. So yeah, we were given like 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think people loved that cliffhanger. I think everybody was kind of sharing the same thoughts. Like, come on, couldn't we have gotten more Van earlier, sooner, that type of thing. But I think we're all just yeah. glad she came anyway so yeah I think it was hard because like it took so long for Van to show up and then took so long for them all to be together and then they were all together and then Nat died and it was like (sighs) was that enough of all of them together I don't think so (laughs) um so oh And I, 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 I love this moment of them in the snow. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up Nad and we see a little peek of Nad in the background there. And just look at the joy on their faces with the snow kiss and they've got the liquor and yes. nobody knows how bad things are going to get at that point. <laughs> I mean, things, things unfold and uh, get pretty dark relatively fast, especially in the finale. I mean, things to your point at the beginning of this episode, Ro, Things escalated very, very fast. Even with Shauna trying to buy all the time, um, everything. I mean, between Callie and Lisa showing up, there was just a lot of things that happened. Yeah. 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 I felt that the – yeah, I felt that the future timeline maybe, like, treaded some water and then went really fast. And then in the past timeline, there was just, like, a lot happening always. So it was just, like – yeah, I think it's just growing pains and just figuring out what works best on on every level. Um, but I do think a little like I just think that that dynamic between all these such well cast adult women like they could have maybe given us a little bit more of that. And also just on that like pride queerness, I know people are really pulling for like Misty Nat to be a thing, and they had like a really intense fr- like friendship. I'm. Who knows how they define that for real, but I felt like that was very tragic, kind of. Like, Misty's done a lot of questionable things, but she, like, really loved Nat. Um, so, I'm like, I don't know if, yes. if Misty deserved to kill her either, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, Misty killing her was just such a tragic twist of fate for me. And then the manner in which Nat's legacy will be left in terms of her having been a former addict and then dying by an overdose for me really was kind of a disservice to the character. But I also understand it's a television show. That's what the writers thought was best Mm -hmm. for her character journey. But I mean, it was it was a gut punch. It was a gut punch. And it will be interesting in season three to see the fallout of that, especially from Misty, who is going to be having all of this crazy guilt. And what's going to happen with with Ty and Van are is Dark Ty going to stay with Van, to your point? And, you know, um, non Dark Ty going to go back to Simone? What's going to happen? There's two Vans. It's fine. (laughs) There's enough Vans. I mean, there's two ties. There's enough tie to go around. (laughs) Yes. The adult timeline for me, like the way that it ended, like it had me questioning, like, where do they go from here? Because the teen timeline was the perfect cliffhanger with the cabin burning down. I agree. And the, the adult timeline almost felt more like a series finale to me than like a season Mm. finale, like the finality of what happened with Natalie dying and Lottie possibly being shipped off back to the hospital, the police timeline being wrapped up, like Shauna not being in legal trouble. So (laughs) where do they go from here? And like you just said, where does Ty go from here in regards to Ty and Simone? Like, Van is back in her life now. So does that mean that, like, Simone just falls to the wayside and they are now together again? Like, Will Simone even give Ty the time of day when she wakes up (laughs) out of this coma? I mean, do we even know if she's awake? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just just depends on Ty's choices. I mean, you know, can she come clean? Can she tell herself the narrative that she has been trying not to tell herself, like about herself, kind of? And even Lottie is like, you have to embrace it, kind of. You have to acknowledge this part of you. Like, it's real. It's there, you know? And then, you know, obviously you should probably clue your loved ones in into it. I'm so yeah, I mean, I think it I think 
we do have a big question mark like is this a story about like overcoming the trauma like is there a point where they are bigger than that where they can be like there is no wilderness force we make our own destinies like we don't have to kill anybody etc because i think on some level they do all believe that like that's kind of the takeaway that on on some part of some part of them all is like bought into this ritual i'm so yeah so i guess it's like acknowledging and overcoming or giving into it so i don't i don't know we'll we'll see do do either of you feel like at least at the end of season two like in the adult timeline like to me it seemed like van had like some power over taisa like Thaisa very much like in the first season like she's very sure of herself like we see that she doesn't believe in any of this like she's very vocal about that like and the end of the season sees Van telling her like I believe in this and like you're either going to support that or you're not and she supports that but then in the adult timeline it's almost like the opposite like she is just so unsure of everything and when Van comes back into her life, like Van's able to persuade her to call off the psych team for Lottie. Like she makes that phone call and she made that phone call because Van said like, we take care of each other. We protect each other. Like we don't get outside people involved in our problems. Even though Ty knew that like, that probably wasn't the right thing to do. Like she still did it anyways. And it just seemed like, like maybe it's because Van knows her in a way that like other people don't know her, but they just fell right back in. And it seemed like Van was able to like, not control her, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And and to the point of little Rose here, um, Van knew as soon as Ty was lying about Adam Martin. And that does come from yeah. an inherently deep connection from the past timeline. And I mean, with the sleepwalking situation and the teen timeline in season two, I'm curious. We know that Ty is doing some sleepwalking situations again in the adult timeline. Is Van mm-hmm. going to help her navigate that again? Yeah. And are we going to see that mirrored maybe in season three? I don't know. Yeah. I think that's definitely possible because Tawny Cypress has spoken at length about season three and about mm. the fact that like we're going to get a lot more about Tysa and her journey and like what's up with the man no eyes yeah. and yes, like so all those oh my god I another queer icon <laughs> <laughs> yes and Thais is a state senator now too so oh there's of course also the risk of scandal of course once the press gets a hold of the car accident Simone um who knows again what's going on with Steve and Sammy is Steve dead and gonna come back to bite her as like an animal abuser or something I don't know but um there's a potential for scandal imagine you know the headline state senator gets together with cannibalistic teen romance (laughs) something or other so i mean there's a a lot of visibility with her so it um, it will be interesting to see how they deal with that i feel like that's another big idea i'm a bit in the vein of like adam's murder and i'm not sure they necessarily landed the plane on adam's murder as like a big storyline that's kind of like involving the external world so it'll be interesting to see like how much they tackle that do they tackle it like is that even the point kind of i'm so we'll see (laughs) yes and q awkward noises is pointing out have you heard the theory that van eventually falls in love with alter ego ty instead of actual ty um i haven't heard that but i could definitely see that being a possibility given that they had that close connection with uh, Van and Dark Ty in the wilderness timeline. Maybe Ty, Van ends up taking advantage of Ty in that other state at some point. Like, Ooh. I don't know how she would use it to her advantage, but like she follows her while she's sleepwalking. She talks to her like she's the only one that's ever like interacted with this mm. other Ty. And Ty talks to her like she says to her like um I go where she shows me and and Van is like who like who is her and 
Ty, I don't even think she actually says anything. I think she just kind of gives her this like really yeah. creepy smile. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it could be her. like that she could help that after Ty. I'm inside. Yeah. I'm, but we'll see. I think that's another storyline that kind of didn't have resolve. Like, what are these symbols in the trees that they're going to? Like, what does that mean? What are the markings? Why is it a big symbol? Like that that also kind of was like there and then gone. Yeah. So so hopefully Van can communicate with, with other Thai and, and learn what she knows. And maybe it could be helpful. Maybe the symbols mark like safe trees or something or like places to like hide. Um, because that tree that Javi found was mm-hmm. marked or there was a marker close to yeah. it, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we've speculated that it might be possible that all those trees that have symbols on them mm-hmm. could possibly have similar yeah caves underneath them and Mm -hmm. like maybe they're all connected maybe Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. like definitely a possibility andy's asking are all the symbols the exact same on each tree and i think so but i also feel like on reddit there was somebody that said the symbol was different on one of the trees that they featured in season one which may not necessarily be by one of the cave trees but all of the ones that i think we've seen marking these particular trees they all look like the same symbol to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And oh, the position of the symbol might show a hiding spot. Say yeah. if the symbol rotates in a lot of different orientations. I mean, that's definitely possible. A big TBD on the symbols. Of course, we had seen, uh, you know, Nat and Travis going out seven miles in each direction. We saw them kind of mapping it out. Coach Ben with his map also trying to discern some sense of anything from the data that they have. And what's a shame is that map probably burned down unless <laughs> Coach Ben it's brought true. it into his tree cave. So. But Evil Ty knows where the symbols are. So That's right. Yeah, she can bring she, them again. <laughs> she didn't need any map. That's she right. Her. <laughs> you led Van to symbols that created the shape yes. of a symbol in the wilderness. Like that was crazy. Oh my god, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and then also with um with uh Dark Tie, was she Javi's friend? Is is the other big question too? Because we know Javi had a friend out there. Mm-hmm. It would make the most sense that it was Dark Tie, especially given she knew the location of the the tree where they ended up finding Javi but is it possible it could have been somebody else is there like a wilderness like tree queen out there or something (laughs) I mean we saw Javi's drawing which looked like a woman with long hair in the tree roots which is fascinating because Ty does not have long hair so just saying that's true it could be Van I mean anybody I think could still be the antler queen until somebody wears the antler queen crown and yeah. Van is a queen, so <laughs> she is, and it'll be interesting to see. Do they pass the crown? We saw, of yes. course, Nat was crowned the latest antler queen at the end of uh, season two, and then, of course, her adult character died. Are we going to see that in season three? Are we going to see a season three finale where they pass on the crown to somebody else, and then that character dies in the adult timeline? The passing mm. of the antlers. That's something we've surmised. Or does Natalie stay the antler mm. queen the whole time? And that's why it was such a big blow losing her in the adult timeline. I've seen a theory that like since Lottie was taken away at the end of season two, that like Van steps up and like she takes over like for this ah, group that Lottie has and leads them and like fills in that role for her because she was kind of like her second in command in the wilderness and like that it might be possible that like she sees it as like almost like her duty to continue on with what Lottie's doing. Not sure if I believe that, but I've seen that. Yeah, that's interesting. I also thought it was interesting that they did not reference like a queen or roles or anything in the sort of future version of the ritual and I know that was kind of like a you know a low like a great value version of the wilderness in a sense it wasn't like the actual wilderness um but there was no mention of like a queen of the hunt or like anything like that as part of the ritual so I don't know I'm curious if if it is to do with the hunt or if it's separate, like, or 
you know, if they just didn't like want to include it because it's spelled spoilery. <laughs> yeah. Another moment from the finale that like I keep thinking about, like in regards to like when they drew the cards was when Thaisa is drawing and she hesitates and Lottie says, Thaisa, you know what happens yeah. if you don't draw. Yeah. Yeah. That has me has had me so curious, like ever since I watched the finale for the first time, because that to me indicates that like, obviously, like we saw the beginnings of this process that they created to sacrifice each other to survive. But like, I very much feel like that gets like fine tuned as they go yes. along. And, like, they'll make up new rules, get rid of rules that, like, mm -hmm. didn't work in their favor or something like that. Mm -hmm. So what happens when they don't draw? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. yeah. So many questions. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, Emily, you had also pulled some quotes uh, mm -hmm. from the actors. Why don't you read a snippet of Liv Hewson talking about Ty and Van's relationship? Sure. So she says, what I think about all the time with these two characters, I think they were together before the plane crash, but I think they were hooking up and not talking about it. I don't <laughs> think it was serious. So what I think happened is that they're falling in love with the wilderness in the wilderness. They're coming out to their friends saying, I love you. So like we already had said, like we've speculated that like their relationship started obviously before they were in the wilderness and the actors themselves are saying the same exact thing which i think is really cool that like they're even like thinking about the backstory for like what we haven't seen on screen definitely and uh, you'd also pulled a quote from lauren ambrose why don't you read part of that one there is a lot of energy in there for each other, what they went through together and how they got to live so fully and be who they are, are out there in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. A big thing is that all of these characters in their essence were most alive in the woods. And especially I think Ty and Van being able to be in this relationship openly with their teammates, which is not really the experience that a teenager would have in 1996 and what that must have been like coming back into society and back to the real world. And then I have lots of questions about about it was for how it was for them to part and we talked about that too like what exactly does happen when they leave the wilderness like how yeah. do they part like i i've seen in interviews i can't remember if it was Liv or jasmine but they have also speculated that their relationship might end while they're still in the wilderness like that something happens between them Ooh. that causes them to divide, causes them to split. Mm. And that would be a really interesting like add-in to the storyline. So I would be curious to see if that actually ends up happening. I could see that happening, like them splitting in the wilderness, because that would definitely add to the plot a lot. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, And then – how about reading just a little snippet on what Tani Cypress had to say as well? Yes. Thaisa regresses back to being unsure of herself post-crash, where everything was so delicate in her world. And then when she meets up with Van again, I think that's really going back to regressing to an old relationship. She relied on Van so much that she goes right back to relying on Van and doing anything Van tells her to do because of this traumatic relationship. It's like when you have your first love. You move on with your life. You come back to that first love and you fall right back into step. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's going to be really fascinating to see where this all goes in both timelines with yeah. uh, with Van and Ty, because we know that they separate into clans. That's something that was mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. early on, and we have not seen that separation yeah. yet. So a big question with Ty Van is, are they on the same side or are they on different sides? Because Again, we see Ty buying in now with Lottie's stuff, yeah. but is that going to change? And we think that man is is going to continue the buy-in. So does that separate them or are they on the same side? What do you guys think? Mm. I, think I think that would be what divides them. Yeah. Okay. I think they probably would end up on, on different sides in that yeah. case. But maybe like evil Ty is secretly like playing for the other side. Who knows? I'm, yeah. 
but it would be it would be interesting for sure if they that will be interesting (laughs) i think it also will be probably a a divisive thing and they're on different sides but to rose point perhaps we do see dark tie like sneaking over and you know them them hooking up at night and you know maybe that will be mirrored more in the adult timeline with with your point row of maybe mm. it's dark tie <laughs> and van, you know, getting together. So I think dramatically it would make more sense for them to be on different sides. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm also dying to know if there are two different sides, where are they sheltering? Is, are half yeah. of them sheltering mm. in the plane? Are they hiding down in the caves? How does all of that work out? Is it like, are they competing in some way? And then like the winning tribe on survivor gets to have the better shelter <laughs> and they alternate each time they do the ritual. I am not sure, but hopefully we get more insights into pit girl, into the ritual, into them assembling these full on costumes. Of course, it's been a gradual progression from masks and they're dressing up at doom coming um, to Shauna covering Mm -hmm. her face when she's uh, butchering Mm -hmm. Javi. So there's a lot of questions for season three and there were a lot of coals in the fire, if you will, Mm -hmm. a lot of storylines we need more on. And, uh, for yeah. each of you, what do you think is the number one? Ro, I know you've mentioned the man with no eyes. Like, is that one of your yeah. top things that you would like an answer to? Or is there something else as well? Yeah, I I would love to see where that storyline goes. I would love to see more of, you know, a relationship build for Van and Ty. I would love to see more with Coach Ben and his boyfriend. And yeah. Pride Month, so generally more queerness all around. For a queer show, I think we can push the envelope. The fans are there. The people are excited. So let's see where we can take it. Yes, definitely. What about you, yeah. Emily? Um, well, I really want to know, obviously, like, since the cabin burns down, like, what do they do? Like, that's my, like, most pressing question mm-hmm. about season two. But... I'm also really curious to see, like I said, like where the adults go from here. Like that question keeps coming in my mind. And like Van has almost died like so many times on the show. And not only that, but now we know she has cancer. And I really don't think cancer is going to be what kills her if she dies. Mm -hmm. So... I'm really curious to see what happens with that. And in the finale, when right before Lottie gets taken away, like she says to them, it is pleased with us. We gave it what it wanted. Mm -hmm. And she looks right at Van and she says, you'll see. And that for me was like, does Lottie know? Like, is she really psychic? Like, does she know that there's something wrong with Van? Like, Mm, because that's what it felt like to me that was the vibe that I got anyways um yeah I'm really curious to know about the man with no eyes too Uh, that's that's a big one since we haven't gotten any more of that storyline yeah nothing on that um for me I want to see more survivors in the present day timeline yeah to Wolfie Van Frankenstriker's comment (laughs) Akila is a character that should be explored I would love to see Akila in the adult timeline she is the every girl who doesn't have to be a mean girl instead (laughs) she does have a moral gauge she Mm -hmm. does not agree but likes a ritual she's a good person and and I agree with that I would love to see more survivors I'd love to see coach Ben and I would love to see Akila I think that would be really awesome I love her character the whole nugget thing like really got me I did not see Mm -hmm. that coming whatsoever Mm -hmm. I mean that was that was a good one that that was good Mm -hmm. so um I'm hoping to see more adult survivors but um to that comment that that person just made about her like having a moral gauge like when we interviewed Nia she actually did say like we asked her like how do you think Akila felt about the whole card choosing situation and she did say she does not like it like she is not Mm -hmm. okay with it but at this point she knows she has to go along with it because it's kill or be killed right and for that reason I'm hoping that hedges her bets on survival more so maybe than uh, some of the others like a Jen or Melissa or something so yeah. Well, we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, circling back to Ty Van and just, you know, the queer elements and the gay elements mm. of Yellow Jackets. Um, 
I, I also think they do a great job and it's something to be celebrated. And of course, there have been tons of articles written about it, but I think it's a narrative that we just need to keep on talking about. And Ro, to your point of pushing the envelope more, I think we'd all like to see them push the envelope more with the physicality, the overall queerness in general. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where that goes and um, how much they can really embrace it and um Keep it coming because I think we can all appreciate this level of um, diversity inclusion, both with the characters and with the cast. So if you both had to choose, like, as of what we've seen already, like, what's your favorite moment that we saw Ty and Van have together? Favorite moment of Ty Van? Hmm. I mean, for me, it's the coming out at Doom coming. I just like, I, I like gave me goosebumps. I yeah. I felt that it just was such a freeing, happy moment for such a dark, dark show. And that really yeah. brought some light into it, I think, in, in season one for me. So I think the Doom coming, coming out for me. That's a big I think one. so too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely love that one a lot. And it's so nice to just see them be really happy and like just embrace the magic. So that's Definitely. all you can really hope for. And again, I think we would all like to see Ty and Van on a carriage ride in New Mm -hmm. York City, enjoying that soft pretzel. I would love to see that get wrapped up with their character journey more towards the end of the show. I think hopefully they planted that seed and that tree will blossom and it will just be a fairy tale happy ending. And of course, we saw Van starting to tell a fairy tale. So mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe it's all subtle clues to their fairy tale having a happy ending someday. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of fairy tales, Ro, you had done your article for Nerdist on fairy tale archetypes in Yellow Jackets, which we had you on to talk about before. So um, yeah. For anyone who hasn't read that, highly recommend it. You had some very good insights on all the different characters. It was back from season one, but um, very insightful. We loved your comparisons. Uh, Misty is the witch in particular was one that that I enjoyed hearing your perspective on. So thanks so much. Of course. And thank you for joining us. It is always a pleasure. We know we asked you last minute for this and appreciate (laughs) that. And um, we'll have you back again um, probably next month. Yeah, we are very excited and um, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the uh, (laughs) the police storyline. Yes, many thoughts. Many (laughs) thoughts on that. But really happy to celebrate the queerness of Yellow Jackets and Pride Month and all the the fabulous overlaps that Yellow Jackets gives us with that. So thanks for having me and can't wait to speak to everybody soon. Yay. Thank you. All right. Well, happy Pride Month to everybody. Uh, Let's all keep the celebration going. And um, we'll talk to you again soon, Ro. And we appreciate you all dropping into the live stream as always. And big thank you to our partners at cordcutting.com. Be sure to bookmark our new Hive Hub page at cordcutting.com dash yellow jackets slash hive. So head over there and... Be sure to do that. Yes. So until we spill again.